Hey guys, before we get started here, we're happy to announce that we'll be giving away a brand new Razer Panthera fight stick to one lucky listener of our podcast. Now entering the contest is pretty easy, you'll just need to leave us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher. And that's it. You can hit up our podcast page, which is very easily visible from our homepage, for full details on how to enter. Now unfortunately this giveaway is limited to listeners living in the United States. Head over to either iTunes, Stitcher, or both and let us know what you think for your chance to win. This contest will run until October 31st, after which we'll announce a winner. Perfect. And welcome back to the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me is the other John, John Velociraptor Guerrero. And the input leg patch has hit Street Fighter V, and it has changed everyone's lives dramatically, but really not we're, so We're much. all going to win yeah. Capcom Cup. All of yes. us. <laughs> I, I tweeted at John and said, I've actually already won Capcom Cup. It's already over. So, yeah. You Monop players um, telling the future. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not that much better. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I've probably gotten a little bit worse with the input delay patch. It was kind of a, a crutch, you know, getting to me. But uh, we're actually going to get into news here first and, and have some fun with that. And uh, we've actually got some complaints going on with a brand new uh, top tier game, uh, Soul Calibur 6, online ranked, we're, <laughs> we're running into lizard penises. Um, now, that's not where just we're on, starting off. We're starting off with the lizard start. penises. There's a lot going on with Soul Calibur 6. There's a lot going on with the custom characters mode, but we're starting with lizard penises. Well, I, yeah, I approve 100%, just so you know. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's a, it was one of our biggest stories. Uh, less so, again, it's just it's custom characters and ranked is actually kind of the big thing. And and Eris was basically talking about how it changes the character's properties mm-hmm. and really makes kind of a messed up experience online. And it's like, look, like isolate that completely to a casual mode. Uh, Battle Lounge is like, whatever. You know, let people have fun with that. But again, I have kids. I it's completely turned me off from the game. It's like I don't want to be running into that. I don't want to risk being running running into that. You have to have a filter. And generally even like you don't even want to have a filter for ranked with that. Like you just completely want to whack, whack that stuff out and just say like look, um there's there's no reason for this to be in a ranked mode of the game. It changes properties. It's a pretty big oversight by Bamco and you know now they're getting some of the Capcom treatment of like, "Oh, hey, this is what happens. You've been messed up now. You know, like everyone hates you and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they're getting a bunch of, you know, like hate from the community and is, whatnot. Is that really like, because we were talking about this yesterday um, on the Best of Five show. We were saying that Bandai, first of all, I agree. This is a pretty egregious error for 2018 from uh, this is the sixth entry in the series. And they've been competitive before. Not everybody knows that. But there's definitely been a competitive Soul Calibur scene in the past. And it's been a game that's been around. Like It's it's a fighting game franchise. I, I just want to jump in and say like Soul Calibur isn't just competitive. It's one of the top competitive games in the fighting game community. Uh, it, fall, it fell off after 5, but 5 had longevity. It had a great scene. Uh, Soul Calibur is a big time game. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the top fighting games. But yeah, continue. Yeah, absolutely. And so for them to uh, l- let's just recap real quick for people that don't know in ranked mode one, you're talking about how people have used the character customization uh, feature to basically make giant giant penises on characters. And that's actually not new. That was happening in Soul Calibur 5. And there are tutorials. You can go onto YouTube, type that in. and You might even just type in Soul Calibur and that might be the first thing that pops up. It's very popular. Yeah. People are like, this is hilarious. And because and, and it, it is. We've all had our, our, we all laughed at it when we first saw it. And it's back in Soul Calibur 6. You laugh at it until Voldo happens to you, and he does his crotch thrust at you. With Yes, he like bridges backwards and thrusts his crotch up in the air, and you're like, wow, yep. Yeah, it's funny until that happens to you. 
And then you go, well, that's not so funny. <laughs> the Magikarp version. Have you seen the Magikarp version? Yeah, it's really good. Like, I, I again, the creations are amazing. Like, what the community is doing. Like, I love it. But it's like, that's a fun aspect of things. It's not competitive. That should not be in the competitive realm. Okay, so that's there. Yes, we we don't necessarily. It's a T-rated game. Although Ivy and Taki take it to the absolute limits of T. But uh, yeah, T-rated game. So if you're a 13-year-old, or more so if you're the mother or father of a 13-year-old, you don't really want your kid running into that kind of stuff. The, the main issue that competitors are really talking about, though, is that you can, in the character customization mode, take character templates, movesets, and um, just like physical designs, and you can basically mix and match them. And what ends up happening is you might have a giant character where certain combos and, and certain uh, sequences reach or affect them in a certain way. So like the combo works on, on Nightmare because he's big, but it doesn't work on Taki because she's skinnier and smaller. You can mix and match those so you could essentially have Taki and her movement and her, her abilities put onto Nightmare's body and that really messes with things. Not only is it like not what you're going to experience when you're playing in a tournament, but you're going to, you know, the, the implications of that is that, well, you might do a, a combo that, you know, you're practicing on things that you're not going to experience and you're learning habits of like, well, I can do this combo on this character because I'm running into the the Voldo version of Yoshimitsu a whole bunch. And then when you get to tournament, you like that can confuse your fingers, especially in the intensity and the anxiety that is the tournament setting. And so it's very detrimental to players um, that are, that are really trying to grind for the casuals. It's pretty much whatever I would assume, but yes, this should be something that's quickly taken out of the ranked mode because they're, the ranked mode exists for the more competitive. And this is heavily, uh, this is a heavy detriment to the online grind as you try to get ready for, for events and things like that. So uh, it, you're right, though. It, it's a huge oversight by Bandai Namco. And, and I don't see why this company in particular, they've, they're very seasoned in the fighting game community to let this kind of a thing go into uh, ranked play. That said, I think it's going to get patched out very quickly because it, it's, it's, it's just kind of a huge blemish on their face right now. Yeah, it's not quite apples to apples, but it's like letting Super Turbo Akuma, you know, be playable and ranked, which Capcom just did. And it's like, yeah, you know, that wasn't a full on Capcom developed game. You know, they, they had another company they outsourced it to. So, but yeah, and Bamco is a great, terrific, amazing fighting game company in many ways, a leader right now in fighting games. And I would be shocked if they don't have it patched out relatively soon or some kind of filter, some kind of option to get it out of there. Uh, they're, they're really terrific. And, but you know, we got to give them some crap here for letting that slip by but moving right along we, we've also had some smash leaks here and they're right up on the, the front page of event hubs and if you want to see basically the entire rest of the roster it's looking like they've just all been leaked and there was uh, some guy in another country who was doing marketing for smash brothers and he had the full poster where it shows all the characters and Basically, what, what's going on there is why everyone thinks it's real. We don't know 100% yet, but it looks very likely that the artwork, artwork had changed there. And, like, you know, uh, Greninja basically has, like, his tongue, like, sticking out. And that wasn't in the original poster artwork they did. And so if someone, like, made this, like, a, a fake, like, they went to, like, the ultimate levels, basically, to pull it off, which we've seen before in the Smash Brothers community with Rayman. Um, and so we'll see, but this looks very much likely like it's a, uh, oh, boy, yep. 
there's the entire cast. So um, for those who don't know, it's uh, Chorus Kids, uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG, uh, Banzo Kaju- uh, Kazooie, um, Mech Rider, which is like I still or Mac Rider. Uh, I still don't know why. Uh, that's like a, a game from my childhood. <laughs> that's how old I am, um, and I don't quite know why and that. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken, and um, uh, Ken, Ken Masters from Street Fighter as an Echo Fighter of Ryu is what's expected. Uh, Isaac, Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, that's again, we're expecting another Echo Fire Fighter. And um, yeah. Anyway, so the story's all up on the front page. You guys can follow along. We did a terrific job knocking it out. I'll hype us up a little bit with this one. Uh, I know Justin Ad- Adaptive Trigger does great work with their Smash content. And same thing with Dakota and. Um, the story is like a couple pages long and a bunch of details, so quite a bit to cover here that I think is best left for reading their website. Yeah, so, is, is so. this kind of a new look for Nintendo? Because I know that with most other titles, of you know, where you're, you're talking Street Fighter, of course, and and um, like Tekken. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure, but there have been plenty of leaks. Dragon Ball Fighters, that's that's the other big one. It's like, yeah, the, the actual cast of the DLC for Season 1 was leaked early on, and it turned out to be 100% correct. And, um, but... Nintendo tends to be, I, from my from my point of view, and I'm not really a smasher by by any stretch of the imagination. But it seems like they have a little more prestige and a little more of a, a better track record, I guess you could say, when it comes to keeping things under wraps and being professional about their approach here and making sure to dot the i's and cross the t's in terms of not letting things leak. Uh, and and I might be completely wrong. That's just what I've kind of garnered from from conversations and whatnot. And and it seems like this is a pretty huge leak. It's like seven yep. or nine characters or something like that. And and for that to slip through the cracks at Nintendo seems semi-significant to me in that that's not something that usually happens to them. Yeah, it's, it's a big leak. It's a big deal. Um, it kind of sucks for them and their marketing plan and all that. And it does go against what Sakurai said that, hey, you know, we're not going to keep up the pace of, of character reveals that we had before. Well, I mean, if this is accurate, there's like, you know, nine more characters, seven more characters, as you said, like coming down the pipe. It's like, that's a lot, you know, and so... Well, it we'll could see. have been it could have been that when he said that, he just meant we're not going to be revealing as many characters now, and, and maybe mm-hmm. it was... Like, I remember having a conversation maybe a month or two back just in our, in our general editorial chats saying, you know what would be awesome is if they kept a handful of characters that they didn't say anything about, and on day one when people booted up the game or whenever they actually got their hands on the game, those characters were just on the character select screen. Or they were, in, in traditional Smash Bros. fashion, unlockable, if we're talking strictly yeah. Smash Bros. And and it could be that, I mean, he said specifically the character reveals are going to slow down, so you're not going to see as many. That could mean you know that they still had these handful of characters, but they were going to release them at the same time or announce them at the same time or do what I just said. But I, I don't think, I, I did see in the... Um, in, in you know in the chats and I think this is a, a natural outworking people would say or go to that well this is going against what he says like well maybe if if he did indeed mean that there aren't this many characters but the way he worded it there's plenty of wiggle room for him to say I'm just going to release these differently and I'm not going to we've been having like a character every month or something like that whatever their schedule kind of was and that we're going to deviate from that schedule but that doesn't necessarily mean there weren't still a handful of characters to reveal. Yeah, it's uh, uh, going back to what you said about, you know, we're going to have characters that you unlock on, you know, day one or whatever. Uh, good luck with that in 2018. Oh, I know. I, I do <laughs> not like, envy. I mean, it's our jobs it, yeah, to, uh, to yeah, learn about that stuff and, and yeah. try to find it. Right. And so uh, and and that's just us. That's everybody else in the Internet and with people data mining and, and the leakers. And it just seems almost impossible. 
Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I look at this stuff. So it's, uh, and with Sakurai, I think some stuff gets lost in translation on a number of occasions, and that would not be the first or last quote that has been translated from him that is maybe not as nuanced or approached in the correct way that it needed to be. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, again, it's, uh, we'll see. So, but moving right along with other leaks here, uh, Xkara has been, you know, returning back to the scene and doing some interesting stuff and something I'm very personally excited about. Uh, he possibly linked, uh, or leaked, I should say, Rose for season four of Street Fighter V. And that is a day one main uh, and probably like day like negative like 100 main because I, I tend to quit playing the game <laughs> when my main characters are announced. Uh, I was playing Bison before and then Monat got announced. I'm like, I don't even want to play Bison anymore. Like just, I'm waiting for Monat. Like, you know, but I, I really like Monat a lot, but like Rose is like my character. That is like my character bread and butter and all that. So uh, he put that out there. He put some kind of riddle with like, you know, multiple queens like coming to the game it's just kind of a little bit out there. It's kind of hard to to specify what he's exactly saying there. But why we think Rose is more common is he did talk about a tarot card move. Uh, and the character that's most associated with tarot cards in the Street Fighter franchise is, of course, Rose. I don't know if any other characters really even have like a, a kind of a tarot card like origin or kind of backstory that I could think of offhand. Not just Monat, and obviously she's not a candidate. And then uh, a couple other things he relayed were uh, Abigail damage nerfs, potentially. Uh, he said it's on one of the built. I'm not exactly sure how the data mining works. Like, there are servers that are up there that he's pulling this information from. And I guess they, they have, like, different release candidates or versions or whatever that he's pulling the data from. And in one of those, Abigail's getting damage nerfs, which is something I've, I've very hardcore advocated for to kind of help remove the robbery aspect of how the character plays. Uh, so we'll see. And then Falk. Uh, Falk is apparently... Again, this is data mining stuff, so take it with a grain of salt, but Falk is apparently going to be very strong in Season 4. Uh, I don't know what led Xkara to believe that or, or why he you know, um, thinks that's a logical conclusion, but apparently she's got a number of changes coming for her, which she badly needs, uh, along with a, a bunch of other Season 3 characters. And it does bring up the matter of it's pretty rare for Capcom to have a character come out one season and then not get at least significant buffs are like kind of... Uh, it's, it's rare for them to get nerfed, basically, after they come out, like, their previous season, like, and, and just, like, get, you know, obliterated. Uh, you look at characters like Guile, Abigail, Monat, uh, pretty much everyone on the cast, like, they either stay around the same or they get a lot better. And, and that kind of seems like Capcom's MO with stuff. And so I'm I'm kind of anxious to see what they're going to do with the season three characters. Uh, you know, you might even see a character like G actually get a lot of buffs, even though no, he's a character that... dare say Yeah. That. And, and even though he's a character people feel is really strong, like, there's a history there. There's a history there of Capcom saying, hey, you know what, like, all the previous season characters are going to get something good. Um, where they end up, you know, that's up for debate. I'm sure there's a bunch of people, you know, you know, going crazy. And I will say the, the one exception to that that we brought up in our event hubs chat is Alex. Mm -hmm. He's the only like TLC character. He's that the got Dan of the these. game at this point. He's, yeah, it's he, a joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and he got nerfed, and he got nerfed, like, hard, and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, that, that did happen. So it's not an absolute rule, but generally speaking, that's what they try to do. So look out for those Season 3 characters in Season 4, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we should say that um, Excure has been around for a while, although he did take a break for maybe a good year or so. Uh, and, and he's had, I mean, he's been dropping information that has and hasn't come to fruition, but as of late... He's getting a, a, a special amount of attention, um, I think, from us and from the community in general because he 
you know, we have the, the mech fang and the mech jury costumes that were announced a few days ago. He's like, hey guys, I announced this, you know, way back when. Dojo mode, which he was talking about like over a year ago, maybe it was two years ago now. So we're finally seeing a lot of these things that were actually kind of working against his reputation because he's like, this is coming and it just, it just never did until much later. And so he's with these recent announcements that Capcom has come out with, he has uh, his resume has gotten uh, intensely stronger, especially with the Street Fighter Five Avenue. Oh, I guess Street Fighter Five is, to my knowledge, the main game that he uh, he looks at. I don't know if he did any DBFZ stuff, but I, I thought he did like costumes went up for Street Fighter Four as well, like back in the day. Uh, but yeah, no, that was before I was kind of he was on my radar at all. So, but yes, he he's been hitting it like out of the park very consistently with these recent reveals. He's like, yep, and I called this, and remember that I called this, and so now he's in a perfect place to go and here's what's coming next season and people are going to go well we should be listening and and i agree it's like uh, i'm i'm pretty sold on that uh, rose is on is on route and that's fine with me whatever she was a stupid dumb character in street fighter 4 but uh, I'm, I'm i'm pretty happy with five right now so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take it to capcom too hard <laughs> yeah uh Stupid dumb characters are Street Fighter V's specialty, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Rose. Please bring her back. But actually, to recap, uh, what's kind of rumored right now, this is not recent news. It's kind of mostly old news with some sprinkling of recents. But but the Season 4 rumored characters right now are Rose, Sea Viper, Sodom, Oro, and then Necro, and then possibly Q. But like Q seems so very unlikely with G and the game since basically their play styles are so close. But they kind of evolve the character and but Capcom could be full of surprises you never know and there was a rumor of a brand new character as well that we've never seen before it's coming in season four so take it as you will I'll just remind people that we heard of Sakura and Sagat I think like as far back as season one it was Capcom Cup 2016 the year Knuckle one is when I was hearing that yeah, and, and they were playtesting those characters and other stuff like that, and they didn't come out until very recently. And so things can change. You know, it's uh, they might have this data up on the servers right now. They might be messing with it, but these characters might not be coming for a year or two from now. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Capcom, you know, their plans can change. And, um, and yeah. The, so. They have very consistently surprised me as a company, both in good and bad ways, but... But the one thing that I've learned about Capcom is like nothing's really off the table. Even when you begin to think that there's a formula to things, like they would never do this or they can't do this because of kind of the parameters they've set for themselves. They're like, yeah, that was yesterday's parameters. Uh, we're we're onto new things today. So yeah, any anything can happen. But right now, if you're if you're if you're a betting person, you bet on Rose. Yeah. And then if people are wondering when we might hear official word, actually, we're probably less than a month away right now uh, from Street Fighter V's next B DLC reveal. Because going back to last year, kind of how they did Sakura with all the um, the cherry blossoms, which, of course, you know what uh, Sakura is in, in Japanese. Uh, it's that happened right at the Red Bull Conquest, I think, last year or I, this year is Red Bull Conquest. And I, I don't know if Red Bull has a lot of different names for their tournaments, but it's coming up here uh, mid-November, uh, 17th and 18th, and that's kind of Capcom's tradition of announcing something there, and the likelihood of them not doing something is just, I can't see it, you know, so again, stay tuned, it's right around the corner from when we're going to be hearing more, uh, the game is, it's nice, like, it's like, wow, like, we've got input, you know, delay fixes, like, we've got more improvements coming, uh, I'll get into it here a little bit more later on, but I am seeing another, uh, um, 
a number of people on social media basically jumping out and saying, hey, I haven't tried Street Fighter V in a long time, but I'm seeing all these improvements and stuff. I want to give the game another chance. And I, I tried it and it's like, it's really good. Like I'm seeing all these options. I'm seeing all these like really nice things. And I'm seeing that sentiment more and more online. And if you hate the game, you hate the game. Like yes. nothing is going to bring you back. Right. But if you if you give up on the game for a multitude of reasons and very valid reasons at that, like. It's I'm seeing more people kind of come back to it again and be like, hey, yeah, like they finally got it right. You know, like they this like plays like a video game like and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if you don't have a chip on your shoulder about it and it's not it's not such an emotional thing for you. That's like I don't want to like Street Fighter five because I like the old stuff, which is a very real thing. Um, in the fighting game community to varying degrees. And of course, you love the game that brought you in, you know, the most probably because you have that that novelty about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the people that kind of adhere to that a little bit too much and say, I'm on Team Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Three or whatever, and anything else is different, it's bad. It's like, yeah, well, you're not going to get those people back ever. And mm-hmm. it is not because the game is bad. It's because the game is not the game that they wanted it to be. Um, but those that are a little more objective in their approach that like, I don't like the input lag, here's why, here's what it does. And now that's been fixed, then at the very least, I think you're going to see plenty of people come back to try it out and see what it's like and see what the experience is and give it another fair shot because so many people want to like Street Fighter. You know, it's a franchise mm-hmm. that's beloved in the fighting game community and it's like the number one game in a, or the number one franchise in a lot of different ways and there's a reason for that. And so it's not that people just want to absolutely hate it. It's because there's a lot wrong with it, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the 2018 standard or the 2016 standard if you want. And so I, I am interested. I actually tweeted this out recently. I'm very interested to see what the numbers, uh, if we could get these numbers from like Capcom, are like uh, just with the amount of people playing the game. I guess you would you would measure you know online, and I know they do that kind of stuff. I know that they've mm-hmm. um, they were you know revealed certain kind of numbers at at Evo panels and things like that. I I want to see because not only do we have the input lag reduction, which was I think fair to say the most hated thing, the the biggest strike against the game for for the most people. That was, even if, if your issues were a little further down the line, it was usually like most roads led back to input lag. And that was the motivator for a lot of other problems that people had with the game, if not just the input lag in and of itself. And now that that's been reduced in, and reduced in a fairly big way, then you, you, know, you have those kind of people potentially coming back. And what you were getting into too... 2018's actually been a very good year for Street Fighter. It's been a very good year for Capcom, and I think that's probably why it's been a very good year for Street Fighter um, in their success with Monster Hunter and, and other other titles, but and and potentially movement in the uh, in the innards of Capcom with new people running things and taking stuff in different directions. And I don't presume to know exactly all the nuances of that, but what I do know is that we started the year with characters that we really wanted. We 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 showed adjustment. Capcom showed adjustment. Adjustment and that they were like, okay, here's all the DLC you guys can get excited for. You can speculate about their their scheduling. It's like they caught up. They were in a rush to get things out the door earlier in the in the game's life. It seems like they caught up and they released characters in a in a a timely manner where people were happy about them and they had just enough time between characters to explore and then they were ready for a new one and here they go. And it, it feels like they really found their stride. So 
in the way they released characters, in the way they presented them, in the tweaks that they made to the game for Arcade Edition, the inclusions of new V-triggers and, and a whole bunch of new mechanics. Now we have Dojo Mode, which motivates people to play online in ways that they didn't have before. You have the loot boxes, which have been, they came out, it's like, ah, good attempts, but it didn't really seem like it was a great idea. They've been trying to level that up with these, um, these extra costumes that people are widely interested in for the most part. And it seems like we're kind of up and running in the way that the game was meant to be, or at least to the place where people would want it to be. It's a very good look for Capcom. So back to my original point here, we have the input lag fixed, we have dojo mode, the game's gotten better, the roster has grown, the regulation has been, you know, it, it's the balance is getting there. <laughs> and it's really looking like this is a game worth playing. So I want to know, you know, maybe the last, you know, few months, excuse me, the last few months versus the next few months, what the population is like online, because I think there's real reason for people to come back to this game at this point. I think one of the biggest indicators that we're going to get, because I don't know if we'll ever get those numbers, because Capcom likes to keep some stuff under lock and key. Yeah. And I, I think like even other games, like it's pretty rare, like outside of statements to their investors and different things like where they say, hey, we have X number of players. I think uh, World of Warcraft, like they actually had a... Um, supposed leak of like how many people are playing their game online but blizzard has kind of kept that information under lock and key in recent times because it's dropped quite a bit and mm. seeing you know that there's like five thousand people playing street fighter 5 online i have no idea i'm just you know throwing out a random number might be fairly depressing for a lot of people but that might be enough for capcom to keep it going and and be very you know uh strong basically in the community yeah I, i'm sure there's more than five thousand people playing it right but um it's what what the biggest indicator to me is DLC sales. Like if you're seeing Capcom like DLC like for costumes and all that, like it takes some development time for Capcom, but that's pretty much it's heavy profit for them. That would be the way of putting it. They they're putting this stuff out there and that's not a ton of resources spent and it's like if they're getting like if you're seeing that kind of stuff come up continually, you know they're making a good profit on it and you know that there has to be people actively playing the game to buy that, right? Mm -hmm. Um so that's kind of the biggest indicator to me is like as you see them investing resources into the game and getting it up like a good level, like it gives you a good idea of the game's overall health. And then when that stuff kind of stops and like you don't see it anymore, like you, you realize the game is starting to wane and not going to die off like right away, but it's going to, you know, slowly kind of like trickle down basically. And, um, and yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know what I think Capcom should do at this point now that they're, I would assume there are people like, like us thinking about how, how many people are actually joining in on the game now or coming back to it and how big is the game's population growing. When you're on the menu screen, you can see the the world map behind you and it glows in different colors and it, it seems to me to represent the amount of active players although the colors change and these this i don't know what exactly it represents and i don't think anybody knows but it seems to be like there's someone playing in this part of africa and there's someone playing over here and it's really populated mm -hmm. here in the u.s and whatnot i would just because no one really knows what that is i would max that out and, and like fill it in more and make it appear as though there uh there are a lot more playing i, I think that that would be um like nothing against them then and they never said that it was anything else but they could do that and i think that that would get them a few bonus points with people and their perception of how the game's doing yeah that map actually works pretty well because uh when you steven and i dream king were playing sets yesterday to test out the input leg stuff and uh yeah um 
that shows you it shows us all on the map like it shows us like our general locations and all that i'm like oh like that's actually like accurate from where i know like we are like geographically and whatnot so the map is kind of cool like i again i don't know how much like you know the light up factors if it's like two people like it lights up big time or you know Mm. it needs to be 50 or whatever but the some of the stuff on cfn it really goes underappreciated i think but uh but yeah yeah and i think that we're going to start appreciating that stuff more now that we're not distracted with complaints yeah as much Definitely. Yeah. Now it's uh, now it's kind of low times, I think, is kind of the next big, uh, you know, mountain to climb. And hopefully they can get those down. It would be, a, again, a nice quality of life improvement. But yeah. yeah. And Rashid's stupid ass. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that here in a second. But uh, anyway, moving right along, we also had the, the first kind of major tournament for Soul Calibur six happen with east coast throwdown 2018 uh since launch happened you know it's uh we've obviously had you know pre-launch tournaments and whatnot and the most popular character right now is nightmare uh it seems to be at least at this tournament it was and then we have grow uh, ivy maxi and then Siegfried, and then everyone else kind of falls outside of this. this is like just the top 16 you know character usage type stuff but it's interesting to see like you know if you're gonna have another like rufus and street fighter 4 where it's like very popular in tournament a lot of people play them and then like you know not so popular elseways and and, but yeah it's it's kind of interesting to see you know things starting to shape up we've got a good amount of people voting in our soul caliber six tiers and all that things are coming along with the game i'm very happy with it and and it's just i wanted to share those you know early impressions of, of what you're seeing and I, again, I love this game, even though I'm not a huge fan of 3D fighters, like I love Soul Calibur and how much like the community supports the game. Like they, they just seem to go out of their way. It's like, you know what? I don't care like what we get, like for in terms of like a pro tour or whatever, like we're just going to come out and support our game. Like we love this game and we're going to play the hell out of it. And they've got a really nice like group of players that, that, that do that. So yeah, it's been, a, I've never really been a Soul Calibur player, but I played two for a while. I thought the, I remember the campaign that they did when they when Soul Calibur 2 came out and it was for Xbox, PC and um, PlayStation or GameCube, PlayStation and Xbox, I should say. And they had three uh, console specific characters in Hayachi, Link and Spawn, and that was the coolest thing ever. And then when you actually played the game, um, they're cool little it would it already looked beautiful and then, you know, there's like the damage to the armor, things like that. It's you know it's it's in a similar realm with Tekken as the the Tekken being the big 3D fighter so maybe there's a bit of overshadowing there by Tekken but it it removes itself enough and it gives itself more than enough unique identity to be its own entity and um, spin bars here <laughs> and um, there's so much there's so many cool and fairly unique things about it and the character creation mode and the way ring outs kind of work and the the ladders and the story mode the the visuals. I think that it's a it's it's got a welcome seat and a very defined seat at the fighting game table and and it isn't always at the forefront of the general discussion right not like Street Fighter is and how Tekken has been and and, and very much increased um, its presence. Soul Calibur is not necessarily the first game that you talk about. It's something that people bring up on the side and then everyone goes, oh yeah, but the thing is, everyone goes, oh yeah. Like, you remember yep. this game. You remember that Yoda and, and Starkiller and, and Vader and such. Like, they've done a good job carving out their niche here and, and I'm excited to see where things go in the future. I have a lot of faith in Bandai and, and the specific creators of Soul Calibur to keep this franchise going and moving in, um, in very unique ways. Mm-hmm. 
So we're also seeing a little bit of a rise with here with uh, Beerus in Dragon Ball Fighters, and right now Sonic Fox had been chiming in and saying that this character is not as low tier as people think. He's actually very good, and now we've had Kazunoko follow up and say like he's actually a mid tier character in his latest like tier list. And I've been watching footage of of Sonic Fox play Beerus and like some of his lockdown and pressure and other stuff. I'm like I'm looking at this and going, holy crap! Like. This character looks very good, and, and uh, my goodness, like I, I think Sonic Fox could take like a wet napkin and be like, "Okay, this is the best like thing you've ever seen." <laughs> it's like, okay, I believe it because you said it. You know, it's like I get it. Like it's he's a he is a prodigy among prodigies. You know, he's amazing at what he can do. Uh, so it's just, but it's interesting seeing like you know, I love this like hidden tech that kind of comes up in games where you 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 write a character off for the longest time and you know maybe they get a buff or two or something like that you know and then you start seeing like kind of overall power and what they can do and I'm starting to see Beerus more in tournament I'm starting to see him just pop up here and there and I'm like yeah I'm like this is cool and again Dragon Ball Fighters now we've we've had it out now I think since uh, early January so what are we like uh, nine months into the game somewhere around there and. It's cool to see like new tech like coming out. It's cool to see people like really still exploring the game. The game still has a nice edge to it. There's a lot of people playing it. Uh, some people have dropped their other main games just to play Dragon Ball Fighters, and it's it's great to see. So uh, look out for Beerus. He's looking pretty darn sharp, and yeah. And especially in an era where there have been a lot of fumbles in in the early the early chapters of of new fighting games. Um, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters hasn't been absolutely perfect, but damn, it's been compared to a lot of other titles that need not be mentioned. It has been very perfect, and and like the balance, the acknowledgement of you know this character is way too strong and things like that. It's like they've and and like this character is way too weak with Beerus. It's like well, we'll buff him up, and 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 if you're getting this kind of you know, he's not he's not Alex, right? And and he's not becoming a meme, and it's then you're not distracting your community with follies so that they they're looking at that instead of praising the things that are good about it. It's like Dragon Ball Fighters came out of the gate at a very high level and has maintained and even grown a little bit, and that's a it's great for the fighting game community, and it's also gonna make other titles around it step up. You know, if they're not doing that. So I think that one, great for Dragon Ball Fighters. Two, great for the fighting game community. And I'm, again, excited to see where this title goes because I think uh, it deserves to be granted, you know, like another another year of life. You know, as we as we move into this seasonal approach to fighting games and the new DLC and, and things like that. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters has very much earned a second season. It's it's very much flying high and and uh, making the right tweaks, but not going crazy and fixing the little errors that it has. And and yeah, and so it's a very good look and it's encouraging for the fighting game uh, community or the fighting game genre in general. So another thing that came up is Mike Watson talking about local versus online kind of scenes and what poor Mike Watson man yeah um and uh, this is something both of us have a good amount of personal experience with you with local me with online I've been playing online since about like 1993 or 94 whenever x-band came out like back on the super nintendo uh because the local scene here has been pretty much like non-existent like forever you know and uh and yeah so I what go ahead and give our readers basically a, a recap of what's happening there so, gosh, I don't know how far back you start. 
uh, real quick, obviously, when fighting games began, it was all about the arcade scene. You know, you didn't really play at home, and then it was all about the arcades. Came out on console, you could practice at home, but there was still a real heart of everything at the arcades going and playing next to the guy that's a little bit too big and sweaty and crowding you off of the the sticks and whatnot and lining up at the cabinets there's a real novelty about it and that's where we started that's our roots and there is there's an experience there that of, of course you don't get when you stay at home now with online being what it is being more and more legitimate as a means of training and growing and and obviously it's so much easier to stay home the argument is that, uh, well, maybe it's not even an argument, but the observation or the warning is that people are going to their locals less and less, and they're just content at staying home. And there might be a few reasons. Obviously, the first one that pops up is how easy it is to just stay home and play uh, on a not perfect, but an amply perfect or an amply usable platform in, in you know playing on, on network. And you're seeing local scenes get smaller and smaller. There are so many majors now that people are beginning to see fighting games as this kind of this this huge massive thing where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be beating Tokido. I'm content just, you know, staying in my bubble here. But, you know, going outside and traveling even even down to wherever your local scene might be is like yeah, that's kind of like for people that really want to go up there and play in those major events because there's not even one every weekend. There's like three or four every weekend, and there's a plethora of them now. And so the fighting game landscape is undoubtedly changing. And so you you kind of rewind back here and go to the specifics of Mike Watson. He owns Super Arcade. Super Arcade ran into some troubles with the landlords and then and, and just, I, I don't know all the specifics, but they closed down. They're a Southern California arcade, and I should note that like Southern California, the coasts were are the most concentrated areas for this kind of a thing, and obviously SoCal is where all the stories with Valle and, and all the old school guys, Choi and Watson himself, kind of originated from. So there's a special novelty about these areas that, you know, arcades are, <laughs> they're like Dave and Busters now, which is not at all the same thing. So Mike Watson has uh, reopened Super Arcade, and he has uh, made it for both, you know, the the traditional arcade crowd with pinball machines and all of your your favorite old games, you know, the Mortal Kombat and your Jurassic Park rail shooters and all that. But then there's also a designated area for people to play on on console, and and they have regular fighting game tournaments, just like they were doing Wednesday night fights and whatnot. But what he's finding is that there are people are, are just not really coming out for at least big titles like Street Fighter V. I think they have other other games like Super Turbo and things like that, and, and those are doing more or less just fine or, or maybe better. And he, in a recent blog post, said, I'm kind of demoralized about it, and you know what? I'm making more money doing pinball tournaments. I'm just going to do that, and I'll shut down the weekly events for Street Fighter V. I might have a, a monthly. We'll see what... Um, we'll see what kind of people turn out. And I think since then, it was Sherry Jenix that kind of did a little bit of a campaign on social media to, to have that come back. And so they, they might be doing Street Fighter weeklies again. But the thing is, he, he took to Twitter to basically say, he didn't say esports sucks, but he very much, if you've ever met or listened to Mike Watson talk, he's very much on the grassroots side of things, coming from that old arcade feeling and or old arcade atmosphere, and then now being an arcade uh, owner, that's that's where he's coming from. And he's, he's 
never been one to to put on a suit and watch his language. He's gonna hit you with all the f bombs and the and just the reality and and that's been part of his persona <laughs> and his character. That I, I think that's Mike Watson in general, but certainly the yeah. the Mike Watson that appears in front of the camera. And so he very much in some significant ways represents that grassroots. And, and it was a few years ago that this conversation really started with the grassroots versus the esports movement. We've had plenty of, of delving into the esports movement. And it seems like Mike Watson just really doesn't like that. And, and you know, for, for some valid reasons, again, he's the arcade owner. And, um, and so yeah. he's arguing yeah. that locals are dying. And I think that Super Arcade in Southern California would be a pretty good measuring stick for how locals are doing. And I'll say that my locals aren't doing as amazing. And he actually oh, yeah. cited oh, yeah. um, Wednesday Night Fights numbers. Well, they're still Wednesday Night Fights and they're still getting numbers. And they've actually extended up into NorCal. And I have two Wednesday Night Fights now that they're still not getting the same kind of numbers that they were. And that's just coming from what I read on, on Watson's tweet. I don't know the actual details there. And it feels like, you know, that maybe locals are dying a little bit. And if that's the case, it's it's like, that's kind of scary. It's, it's it, you're going to lose a lot of significant things there. It's not a death sentence for the FGC or anything like that. I think it's moving in a whole other direction, but it's interesting. But here, yeah, here's the thing. It's... <laughs> It sucks, mm-hmm. and it sucks when our it sucked when the arcade scene died. You know, it's uh, we lost our arcade here, uh, the gold mine. Uh, it's uh, if I don't want to give out my home city or anything like that, but if <laughs> if you're from my neck of the woods, you know what that was. And uh, and yeah, it, it, and it sucked when it lost. Like you know, we had Street Fighter EX two in there, and we were playing it all the time, and we had you know stuff going on. And but as much as I love the arcade scene, and you know, and that being my time, and not being able to replicate that or replace it exactly. I still would take this era a million times over again because I have a steady stream of competition. I'm not playing against computer AI like for two hours, basically. And the ease at which I can get matches and find technology and go on YouTube, go on Twitch, go on event hubs, go wherever, it's so much better than it was back in the day. And so Mike Watson's point about like we're we're losing something and and with locals go away, like, you know, a lot of people lose, like it's not inaccurate like that's that is a thing like you know there there was a lot to the arcade culture and things like that came along with that that was great but you have to keep up with the times and the best way i can i can say this would be speed reading and internet research versus looking stuff up at a library or an encyclopedia you know that that we did back in the day it's like i don't even know if people have like encyclopedia sets anymore <laughs> you know and like encyclopedias would come on like cd roms and all that and people would go and check out that information like that i think is completely dead it's like well we have the internet like why would you just not go type that stuff into google and like have instant results and go from that way and it's like well you know like encyclopedias like you would find other information in there and you you know you'd actually read and you you get engrossed in the information and take it in or you know you go to a library and you'd see other books and you you know go check them out it's like yeah it's like those days are gone like you you kind of have to move on from it and you have to adapt with the times and what you can do then is when you adapt with the times you can find ways of evolving and, and one of the things i think it's actually jumping out to me right now is of all things and, and people probably laugh here street fighter 5's dojo mode it's like, oh, wow, it's like there's an easy way of kind of uniting people under one banner, kind of having them train together and having them do stuff. And I'm noticing it more and more. You're mm-hmm. in the Arizona, uh, you know, local group that that, you know, that's if you play Velociraptor online and you get bodied by his Nikali, you also see he's, you know, part of the, the Arizona group. And it's like, hey, they have a way of kind of 
uniting under one banner and and figuring out a way of communicating whether it's through like discord or whatever you want to use like that's kind of like the new quote-unquote local and again it sucks for watson i like watts i'm very old school in some ways myself but like we've learned on event hubs it's like you keep up with the time you offer whatever your readers want to see and you do that first and then you you circle back around and then you're able to offer them other things that you kind of want to see up on the website. Like we never <laughs> would have stopped covering Super Turbo if I had my way. You know, it's like Super Turbo would be all up and down the website. But guess what? Not a lot of people wanted to see that anymore. You know, they were like, hey, like there's Street Fighter 4 out here. Let's, you know, cover that, you idiot. You know, and I did, you know, and that's how we grew and got you know, better. And I'll still throw up, you know, some old school stuff. Well, I'll still talk about it quite a bit. And so this is not to put anyone on blast. It's just, it's very important that you adapt to whatever the community is doing and try to find a business model that works off of that. And it's not that Watson is wrong in any way, shape or form. I think every point he's saying lands like correctly uh, that I can see um, going through what our story had in there. It's just like, it sucks, but you have to evolve and you have to try to find a way to make your, your old business model very modernized. And sometimes that means, oh, guess what? I'm doing a bunch of pinball tournaments and, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and we wish him all the best. You know, Watson's a, a personal friend of mine um, and, and was very welcoming when I went out to SoCal and, and didn't, you know, really know anybody. But I searched out that arcade and as the owner, I was the only one in there playing because I was there on like a Monday or something. And he came over, sat down and played some sets with me and, and like introduced himself. And I'm like, that's really cool. Oh, you're Mike Watson. Like you're that guy in that uh, bang the machine video and stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to your other point of, of keeping up with the times, um, does that mean that I can't post all the Skullgirls combo videos that I want on the web? <laughs> oh, shots fired, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's the thing is uh, you put out stuff that, that people are going to check out, man. Yeah, it's. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad, but true, you know, kind of thing. And it's we have I'll just say, you know, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain here a little bit on our event hubs team. And we have members of our team like kind of come up like it, we don't you know, we we all work over Skype and whatnot. But like, you know, kind of tears in their eyes or teary eyes, like I would assume and be like, I've really got to post this. Like, I've really got to put up a lizard dick on our website, you know, kind of thing. And it's like. <laughs> yeah you do like and and it's like let's figure out a way of doing this with some tact and like why it's relevant to to the fighting game community but that has been one of our biggest stories by far and it's unfortunate but it's also something that's like look this is what this is people care about this now let's take that and figure out how to like you know discuss it and put some nuance on it and why is this impactful to the community and yeah on a surface it's just goofy but like you know now we're seeing more stuff like hey character customizations can be a problem like i'm not buying the game because of those character customizations i have kids around i don't want to run into that that's not okay i don't play mortal kombat around them that i don't i don't want them seeing that kind of stuff i already had that experience in soul caliber 5 they didn't fix it you know, hey, so it, that's where we can start to actually take this really goofy stuff and actually put like some logic and things on it. And that's where your opportunity comes in. And that's kind of how you have to do stuff like in this day and age. You have to keep up with the times or, or you get left behind. Like, hey, <laughs> there you go. We, uh, <laughs> we do uh, we do first to fives and the loser has to post the next Bowsette story. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) All right, so moving right along, we're actually going to get into the input delay stuff that came out. And essentially, for those who don't know, uh, Street Fighter V had about a one frame delay of, of, of input lag reduced. And for me, 
I, I kind of said this from the get go. I think the game feels more polished and like better. Like it, it just it overall feels better. Like I, I, I immediately jumped in and I actually and people are gonna laugh because of you know some of the negative things I said about Street Fighter Four. But the game feels more like Street Fighter Four on the character select screen. It's more responsive. It actually, it actually does stuff like without that kind of like sluggish Ugh, like that that. You, you you look at the response time before and you just kind of got like, ah, that doesn't feel right, you know, type thing. And now the game feels right. It, it's still Street Fighter V. You still get blown up by a Zangief that dashes forward and SPDs right at the start of the round. <laughs> like there's someone on Twitter who immediately posted that. And I'm like, yeah, that's still reality. But the game feels polished and good. But, but so far, how are you feeling about it with the input delay fix in there? Here's a, I was playing this morning and it, it it lines up exactly with what you're talking about with the Zangief dashing up and grabbing you. I was playing an Ibuki player and I've been having, I'm, first of all, I'm well aware of the placebo effect that is no doubt in full effect right now with people that are excited about this saying, oh yeah, look, and I was able to confirm this and I reacted to this when it may or may not have been because of the input lag change. Like, but uh, so the Ibuki player was using uh, Ibuki's command dash as they are prone to do, especially online. And I didn't, I didn't react to it like three times. Like I tried and I just got counter hit. And I, and I, but I remember thinking specifically, that's that's not because of the input lag. That's because I messed up. But the fact that I knew that I didn't have that input lag excuse, the amount of anger and frustration that would have been there if I had if that had happened the day before yesterday was not there and again it's like it's brand new so you're looking for that kind of stuff and you're looking to potentially celebrate that kind of a thing I get that but I didn't feel demoralized by it I felt like hey there's a spot where I can level up my own and and I feel like I have the power to level up it's like I need to get faster or I need to be looking for that more and I know that it wasn't because of like a two frame distance difference or it wasn't possibly because of a two frame difference I knew it was because of, of me and I think that there's something significant there to be said in players' attitudes because at least as far as I'm concerned, one of the most important things about fighting games or games in general or hobbies or things that you do is that they are fun. And and yes. the idea that I'm losing and it's out of my control, if that's legitimately true and people will, you know, the goodwill hunting you up and down left and right, like it was not my fault because of X, Y, Z. And I'm sure they'll have excuses outside of the input lag now. But the fact of the matter is, it's like, if I don't have that to fall back on, that's very significant. The same situation may or may not happen, but my emotional reaction as a player is very important. And if I'm not going, I'm super demoralized because, you know, X, Y, Z, that's a really good look for the game. Yeah, I think that the emotional response we're seeing is it's so profound in terms of Capcom's finally doing it right. And and people are... are Again, if you hated the game before, you still hate the game. It's, it's not, not going to change. But the emotional reaction is a big deal. And if you see your friends talking about a game like, hey, I want to play this, like, and I'm actually having fun with it versus I'm kind of slogging through this with eight frames of input you know, delay and I'm not having that much fun, but I'm going to play it. I'm going to kind of do it like it makes a difference. Like if your friends are having fun and you want to go have that fun with them, too. You know, and, and absolutely. And so, yeah, it's I'm hearing from multiple people that 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 anti airs are a little easier to get. Um, which makes sense. It's, you know, it's, it's, 
a reaction kind of based thing and some link combos are a little easier to hit uh, uh dream king was specifically talking about abigail's uh back heavy punch um like the one that does like 700 damage if you hit it like correctly i think it's like 680 yeah. or whatever he's saying that's actually it's one of the hardest links in the game uh, if not the hardest i don't know it, you know reports vary on that but he's saying that that's easier to hit now and he's very happy about that uh, i personally noticed that with dashes and kind of reacting to them like they feel a lot better and and Reacting to dashes is actually one of my, my big pet peeves here in this game because dashes are just too damn strong. Like, I, I hate the the 50-50 they kind of just naturally place you in, uh, but that's the nature of the game. It, again, it feels like, hey, they one, they respond a little faster to like you doing the command, and then two, they're a little easier to react to, so I'm very happy about that. And then uh, stuff like bulldogging, uh, which is just, again, advancing with the controller, uh, you know, holding forward and then, like, tapping back, like, right at the right time where you think an attack is going to come. Like, all that stuff is just a little easier, a little more rewarding, a little more possible to do now. On oh, the old walk and block. Yeah. Uh, I, now, something that, like, I think that people need to put this in a, a perspective because... If you're, I put a I put a video up yesterday after the patch had not gone like servers weren't up, but the the patch had gone live and you could play locally, and I put a video up on Twitter and it was 100% a joke. But I saw people asking like, is this a joke or not? Because um, all it was was uh, me pressing a button and and looking at the screen and you could you know hear the button and see the see the move come out. And it's like, is your naked eye going to be able to pick up on one sixtieth of a second? No, of course not. And, uh, but people are so excited about this and, and so they're going into maybe like training mode and seeing if they can react to things. And I think it was uh, big bird Adele saying that, you know, I, why am I seeing people go into training mode to whiff punish and react to dashes and such? That's not at all the same thing as one playing online when you're playing online, more or less, like there's still going to be lag because of the delay of the network connection, and it's going to be more significant than that one sixtieth of a frame. So to to really test it online is kind of like well, I don't know if how much of a result you're that you can use you're going to get there. But even if you just go into training mode, uh, Adele was like, of course it's going to look easier there because that's all you're focused on. And and the reality is, it's like what happens when an actual offline match is going on that's where you're going to get your your real information from this and when you're in the heat of the moment of a tournament match and you try to do your reactions there like that's more where we should be gathering our data from john i we, dude i i react to birdie's ex dolphin dive when i set the computer to do it like over and over again easy it's just I, that's how <laughs> trading mode works right <laughs> it's yeah and you see again tokido get blown up by that like with meta rd and you go oh boy now he's got an extra frame to react to the to that now but it's one extra frame like that's to go back to what you're saying, like on a video, like you're like, oh my god, you know, kind of thing. That video was perfect, especially the puppy there. He was he was awesome. But yeah, um, a little Ollie. Yeah, yeah, it's my girlfriend's dog. And he <laughs> has not left my because I work from home. Little aside, he is right next to my foot right now. If I walk to the other room to get coffee, he is with me. It's uh, almost like I need to separate him because he's got some issues. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's my little buddy for sure. Nice. Uh, but it's and this goes back to my point actually, like. How big of a deal is this? Like, we're, we're talking about this and people, you know, they, they hyperbole is like all over the internet. Like, you don't mm -hmm. have to look far, especially you'll find plenty of it on event hubs from this Catalyst guy that, you know, yeah. And, <laughs> um, like, but how, like, in your mind, how big of an impact does this make? So uh, I'm glad you asked that because this is one of the points I really wanted to get to. First of all, when we say it's one frame different, that's, as to quote a great man, that is correct, but not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, John says that all the time to us. And actually, I think the definition of accurate is just to be correct. But anyways, the point is, it's like, yeah, but there's a little more to it than that. And there are certain angles that you can take on this where that really isn't the case. And by what I mean by that is that the lag one, one fluctuated. And before it was fluctuating like this, it would be like, sometimes it's five frames of input lag. Sometimes it would go down to four and then it would spike up to six and then a little bit, it would go up to seven and then down to four mm -hmm. and then, you know, all over. But it was so all over the place. First off, that's been changed so that it's usually five and sometimes dips down to four, right? So uh, that's, that's already really good. Um, but the fact of the matter is before when you tried to react to that dolphin dive and you didn't get it, um, there was a sometimes one frame, sometimes like a three frame, you know, sometimes the lag was at seven frames. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and, and that would be like a three frame ish difference from, from where we are now. The significance of that is like, like right now we are in hyperbole as far as people's reactions. But if you wanted to boil down this change and what it really means in a way that you can just be like cut and dry about it. And like, we know at least this for sure, I would put it kind of like this. Anytime that you reacted to something when the lag was, you know, either seven or six or five or whatever, and you missed it by one or two or three frames, anytime that interaction happens now, you don't miss it. It's like, how often does that happen? Well, there are plenty of times where people just didn't react in time and the lag was not the main factor. It was not the deciding factor because they didn't miss it by one, two or three frames. But there are, a, you know, a fair amount. And I think we're going to eventually see that as the months play on and, and we and we see how the game plays now that there's less input lag. It's like every time you missed it by that three frame window, you don't miss it this time. Right. And that we know for sure is is the case. For me, I go into this looking at, you know, people are talking about the meta of the game. Like, is this going to dramatically change like how footsies are played and other things like that? And I don't see the meta changing of Street Fighter V. It's still the same game, but I do see it evolving a bit. Again, I'll go back to the 10 or 20% I talked about before and, and say that you're going to see like 10 or 20% more like footsies and, and 10 or 20% more, you know, with punishing. Well, people and are going to be inspired to try to do that more yes, now too. Yes. And that's important. Yeah. And that will, you know, I mean, that momentum can carry over. It's anyone looks at Tokido or Daigo or anything like that, and they're inspired by their play and they're going to mirror that. And that kind of stuff does shape the meta of a game. Like your, your forebearers, any, any kind of forebearers, especially in a competitive, competitive environment, they're going to have a heavy impact on how the game is played overall but I don't think they're going to be able to do a lot of that stuff to the extent that some people assumed you know when we heard about the input like you know change basically coming down and so the good part though is we actually have Canada Cup coming up this weekend and the change is going to be right in front of our faces at one of the biggest tournaments of the year and we're going to kind of see like you know it's a, we're in theory fighter mode right now um, but, you know, we're getting hands on time with the game and, you know, having an impression about it and knowing that Rashid still sucks and we hate him. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Rashid players out there. Um, but anyway, we have Canada Cup coming up. It's right around the corner. Uh, we're going to see firsthand how this is impacting the players. Uh, again, I would bet a couple hundred bucks that, yeah, probably not much change, you know, especially right off the bat. But yeah. So, so as far as the actual, like, scientifically provable change, it's like, well, how many times, if, if Birdie does 100 EX Dolphin dives in a tournament match or in tournament matches, 
how many times did they not work this time because of the input lag? Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like five. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's twenty. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's like ninety because that's. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that. But like that's you know that's the immediate scientific takeaway. But how many like with players now aware of this change and and now actively trying to play footsies more, like that's going to be a significant change to the meta too. Mm-hmm. And and but over the months time, going back to the birdie thing, say you're a birdie player and you get away with you know say you get away with ninety out of a hundred you know uh, dolphin dives before the patch and then the a few months go by and you're finding yourself only getting away with 50 out of 100 now and you're getting really punished for it because people are neutral jumping and coming down with a full combo if you are a player that learns and adapts <laughs> you are going to begin to even subconsciously go that option your brain's going to go that option is not as good as it was i'm going to do it a little bit less and if you're if you're a player that learns and adapts you're going to pick up on that faster but Ultimately, people do the things that tend to work enough. And so if those things don't work as much anymore, then you will see another shift from from where the meta was and in and, and the direction it's going now. It, you, might, you might see it in that way as well. So uh, there are multiple different angles that this this change could you know affect things on one on the very basic scientific level of like yeah two or three frames difference what does that mean you know one to one but also the mental impact that it has on players and their approach to the game is going to be significant and also the experience that you have with the success of doing the just do it moves and things like that uh, if, if they're not working as much, then you're going to see after some time goes by, everyone's still kind of playing the game the same way, you know, right now, um, with the exception of like those that are actively trying to play with punishing. But if you're playing birdie, I think you're still, you're still going to toss those out even without thinking, like you're going to toss them out when it feels like it's going to work because it has in the past. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work as much, you're going to probably start doing it less uh, overall. You will, you will see less. Um, but the answers are not going to come from day one. I took it into training mode and yeah, it's so different. Yeah. The answers are going to come from months of tournament experience. It's like, we'll check up on the meta, the meta in three months and see if things are visibly different. And they probably won't be, uh, you know, you can't just like watch a match and go, oh, I see that this is after the patch. It'll be more of you break things down and you see, okay, this was whiff punished. And, and, you know, Ken was able to get away with this many runs, but before he was able to get away with this many runs, things like that. But yeah, I, I like how you had a fruity and sleep th- uh, slip there where you're like, we're going to check on the meta. I mean, the meta. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see. Doing a little, some shots in there, you know, kind of mixed it. But I, I definitely agree with you it's the result will be a little further out and that's where we really see the impact and again it's still yeah most people are, are concluding it um just like justin wong actually said on twitter that he played a lot of street fighter 5 after the patch came out he's, he said the meta is going to be the same for the most part you still won't be able to check every dash jump whiff um but uh the good thing that he really felt like jumped out at him is one frame punishes are much more consistent for him uh but he did cite that he hasn't played the pc version but just on the ps4 he's like hey you know i can get my punishes out a little bit more which is you know hey it's a thing yeah it's as you say that's Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that can uh, accrue over time and really you know have an effect on things and Um, how many walk and block dash punches do you block now and and you're in ex tackles out of nowhere yes that you you know and and, and i think that's going to be a lot more significant than trying to whiff punish something is simply moving the stick back because you see something coming at you like 
your reaction to doing something um, in that realm, I think, is going to be much more on point than seeing a button come out and then pushing the correct button in the correct space. It's like just moving the stick back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's a better indicator or, or well, a, a quicker indicator and a, and a more obvious indicator of, of a change like this. And I think that these one to three or so frames of, of change are going to be more significant in that. So it's like maybe that's something to look at. Like how many times do you get hit by Urian's EX tackle or Birdie's EX tackle or, you know, Balrog's EX rush punch, things like that. I think that you'll see it more there. Yeah. Uh, XSK Samurai also said that he feels like he can block uh, booms and sonic booms better. He plays Akuma. Uh, walk and block, you know, again, what we we're talking about, bulldogging, again, just feels easier. Uh, teching throws and hit confirms. He actually cited as, again, easier. It's just, it's so funny. Like, I, I just, I probably could do a laundry list of stuff that people are citing and just overall say, like, yeah, everything's easier. And it's like, yeah, it's everything's kind of tighter and just, it feels right. And I think that's kind of like the collective takeaway here. Um, you can list probably about, I don't know, literally like a hundred things, I think, and, and that just feel better to do now. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's great. You know, it's, um, it, people don't always sometimes appreciate the the level of work that goes into a video game and making it feel right. Like how many pixels should Mario be jumping when he jumps? And that's a big deal. You know, you make him jump a little bit too higher. Um, he's too much more floaty. Like jumps don't feel as satisfying, all that kind of stuff. Like, Games are supposed to be fun and satisfying. That's why we play them. And 100%. And when you take that away or you make issues and you put barriers between players to do that, like it's it's a big issue. And that's kind of the collective sentiment I'm seeing, even among our staff. Um, you know, Dream King is like, hey, Bison is still really dumb, but the game is like moving in the right direction. You know, that's what he said. And I agree. Uh, Bison's dumb. I still play him. Uh, and I like to, <laughs> you know, kill people and laugh about it, like how dumb he is. But, uh, um, and then, uh, Majin Attention Hand, uh, said that, you know, the scapegoat is gone basically. And, uh, you know, people don't have the excuse of disliking Street Fighter V anymore. Uh, you've, well, for the input, line. yeah, you've, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> you still have Bison. You still have Rashid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, especially he's like, especially if you play on PC and you've got it configured correctly, like you're good to go you know that kind of stuff but um but yeah i actually wanted to get into the the pc versus your ps4 debate and oh uh, there's one oh, more point i wanted to bring up and then we'll and, and but yeah i wanted to get into that as well it's that the some some people are kind of naysaying it saying that oh who's everyone's gonna win capcom cup now and i'm actually you know i made a joke about that myself too and it's like no that is not the argument that we're making we're not all gonna suddenly be gods at the game and everyone's gonna be on tokido's level but you're gonna be having fun when you play it when you do punish ken's dash now you you see that counter hit come up oh my gosh if you haven't done it go do it because it feels so good mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's is that part of the placebo is that part of just the the app the emotional atmosphere that we're in sure but without that like we said already without that feeling of it's because of the lag it's like i at least have control now and and getting hit is like well that's on me and and performing something correctly and it's not just wish punishing it's it's actual whiff punishing mm-hmm. and the idea that you feel like you've done it feels like an accomplishment feels like yes i'm in control and i'm successful or i'm not but i'm you know i'm not successful but i'm in control like that's making the game more fun and that is the important thing not that we're gonna win capcom cup not that we're gonna win evo but we're gonna have fun playing so sony systems are known to have quite a bit of input leg with them kind of like notoriously and this is an exclusive console game to Sony platforms. And I just want to remind people when Street Fighter 6 is announced, 
if Capcom tries to pull this bullcrap again about like, hey, we're going to be exclusive to Sony and other other stuff, it's like uh, no community yes. like rise uh. up and and let them know how much bullcrap that is. Like, hey, if you like Sony systems, great, more power to you. But the input lag thing is a notorious issue with this platform. And we need to have the freedom of choice here in the fighting game community. We need to make a bigger outcry about how like unfair and not okay this is if it comes up again. And again, I don't want to insult Sony. I think they do a number of things very well. But this is one area that's been an issue since I can remember. And it's like they still can't fix it. I don't know why. Uh, it's something that we as a community, I think, kind of need to, to rise up against, as I said. Yeah. Um, but and load times. Yeah. While we're at it. It's like the first time I played on PS3, I was like, these load times are insane. What is this? Is this broken? And, and no, it was just Sony. It, well, no, we're just slower. It's like, how do you, how do you in 2018, how do you accept that when there are so many more options? It's like, yeah. And so I 100% back you. And I will go as far as to say, I'm going to poo on Sony, Sony a little bit because that's like you're Sony. Yeah. Like get it together. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 unexcusable at this point in time. So or inexcusable, whatever you know the proper word would be. But hey, we don't care about proper words here. But anyway, <laughs> um, PC versus uh, PS4. So people are saying like, okay, well, like let's move to PC. You know, let let's. It's got better input lag. Like why why shouldn't we do it? Do you have the numbers in front of you of what the um of what the yeah it's about a frame it's about a frame more it's about a frame I should say less I um aren't they in like three point seven something or yeah. three point one I don't know yeah. like pi it's it's somewhere <laughs> the, around there and it, that's it's ridiculously that's low input yeah. lag you know yeah that's, that's history and that's PC but. The PC brings its own problems to the table. I'm a PC gamer at heart. That's my platform. I love it. I try to buy stuff on Steam whenever I can. Uh, Mega Man 11 came out. I got it on Steam. Like, that's where I want to play my games at. Uh, but even then, I've still got the game on console because I was, like, very fearful of the crossplay and kind of how it would work. Um, the PC brings, like, basically so many setup issues, and you've got so many people unplugging and plugging in their controllers. And does your PC, like, even recognize... When someone plugged their controller in, and do you have to reboot it? Do you have to install drivers? Are the drivers updated. Yeah. yeah, and and so you can get this in an optimal setting and have it run perfectly and be great. But optimal settings with PCs, where you have to have a bunch of them for setups and other things like that, and the expense of having PCs and all that other kind of stuff that goes with it it's not easy to make PC the tournament standard. Obviously, we have games like League of Legends uh, and other stuff like that that you play it on PC, right? And it's, so it's possible to do, but I don't yeah, envy. Yeah, lag in, in a MOBA is near light years away from what lag in a fighting game is. And it's not to say that you don't, you don't want lag in either one of them, but like there's a little tiny hiccup in MOBA, it's not the same thing as if there's a little tiny hiccup in a fighting game. I do know some esports players, especially with first-person uh, shooter games, that would you know beg to differ on that because I've heard that argument for years, but I get it. It's not... Well, yeah. first-person shoot is another a, yeah. a different genre there, too. Yeah, so. yeah but I, I get it. I, I've always heard that fighting games are, you know, like, you you feel the leg more than anything else. There's probably truth to that, but it's you still feel it in any other genre quite a bit. Um, and so I... I get the argument, you know, that people are making and there is a pathway to success there because they do it in other esports games and they do it really well. Uh, and, and I think you can get there, uh, but it's not going to be easy for the fighting game community to just do it. And for a one frame difference of input lag, I, I don't see it happening. You know, it's, it's well, going to happen. Yeah, well, you look at yesterday's stats. We did actually a story for the PS4 input lag update and then also for PC if you look at it, especially just at first glance, and if this is all the information you take down, you go, 
yo, tomorrow needs to be when we start doing everything on PC. And, um, and so the input lag on PS4, the average is now 4.41 frames and the stability is 77%, which is a decent rating. But then you jump over to PC, your input, excuse me, your input lag is 3.19. What? And your stability is 95%. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to take the second numbers over the first. And in a perfect world, if you could get without, you know, the driver issues and the, we we ran at Wednesday Night Fights for a while before Super Arcade closed. We were running it on PC, and there was so much downtime of like, well, yep. this isn't working. Well, this yep. and it's like, and guys, <laughs> I don't know if you've been to a tournament or tried to watch a stream, but we already have a hell of a time trying to run tournaments on time with with as many variables as like you know the thousands of people that are going to show up to to like an Evo or something like that the the chances of getting through a tournament on pc with any kind of of schedule or or adhesion to a schedule is is like slim to none i think uh i don't have the tweet in front of me which bailey was like i have a better chance of winning the powerball or whatever the million the billions of dollars are now than uh than you know majors picking up pc as their as their standard next year it's i'm a pc gamer i understand this stuff this can be broken down to a science if you have people who really know what they're doing and it can be done it's just very cost prohibitive right now and knowledge prohibitive prohibitive like to figure this all out basically for the fighting game community we we've been doing it this way for a long time uh the fighting game community does not like to evolve <laughs> sorry <laughs> they don't you know they like to do no. things the way they change is bad yeah exactly scary um, bad it, can be done. I, I have a pretty darn good PC background. I'm a Python programmer. I, I know this stuff. There's going to be problems, but there are problems right now with the you know the, the Sony consoles that we use, and there's always been oh, problems. Yeah. Uh, so it's but it's not easy. It's very hard to do. And, and no, yeah, you get so. experts that are that are setting themselves up to do this and like make a fighting game for PC with all of the quality of life. Then then a hundred percent. Of course, it's possible. Like no question. But I think that's what you're getting at, like with where things stand right now and how you know, at least Street Fighter V has been designed on the PC and, and the, the issues that come up as things stand today. It's like mm, it's almost like PS4 is actually the lesser of two evils in terms of at least a, like a, a major tournament or something like that. Yeah, it's it, it's just I, I don't. I don't envy the task of, of our tournament organizers trying to pull that off and, and their their ability to gain money from tournaments is it looks amazing when it goes well. Uh, it doesn't look so amazing when it doesn't go well. And I think that by and large, our TOs in the fighting game community are really, really work hard to make this stuff happen and do a great job. And I, I think they, they earn every single penny they get. Um, and I don't want to put anything extra on them because they already do a lot for not a ton of gain. You know, it's uh, some of them even lose money on the regular and just do it because they love to do it. And so yeah, I, I just, I don't want to add one more thing to the mix that they have to juggle type thing. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, so I want to throw this at you. The input delay got reduced by a frame. Is it enough? Like we, we know kind of how this stacks up with other games, uh, you know, that we play and it's right around, you know, I think it's like either right at the level of Dragon Ball Fighters or a little better. Yeah, it's better. better. Like, it's better. Yeah. Is the input delay enough where we can kind of put the subject to bed and say, you know what? Like we're okay. Like it's, it's fine. Like we should be moving past it. Like, is it still a thing? I think that, yeah. It, I think that in the, what is it, the mental or emotional perception impact, whatever it is I'm looking for here, the placebo effect even, 
the fact that it it levels up and it makes the experience more fun is in and of itself it worthwhile for all the work and and whatever Capcom had to do to get this done and um it, it doesn't have that huge glaring mustard stain on its shirt you know Street Fighter 5 doesn't right now yes there are other problems with it the you know Rashid's still in the game <laughs> but um yes 100% whatever the actual outcome of this is it's like it might it certainly is not going to be as significant as all of the complaints for, um, you know against input lag would you know make it seem as the, like people were talking about like if you fix the input lag that makes you know street fighter 5 the best game of all time or whatever or at least not the crappiest game of all time and it's like it wasn't the crappiest game of all time and it won't become the best game of all time but it will become a fun game to play in a in a, a huge albatross is taken off the neck of the game uh and and people are are willing to give it a chance that in and of itself makes it worthwhile and and makes it a good move by capcom um does that answer your question yeah it's a i it's just a personal thing of like you know do you feel like this box is basically checked and we can kind of move on and and i i i do it's like you know what let's like let's it wasn't that bad before and i know people are going to want to like just kill me you know over that statement but it was just fine before the game was still playable it just it's better now and it's like okay let's just move on from this and get over it and focus on the next big thing <laughs> which we'll get into here in a minute um but but one of the things i, I did want to talk about actually is uh it was kind of hidden in the patch notes here and I, I don't know if people picked up on it but in order to improve cfn response times this is directly from the patch notes timeline data up to the last three three months has been deleted and I looked at that and I said, oh, wait a second. They did some stuff to speed up CFN's response times. Like, is that going to improve matchmaking? Is that going to improve some other stuff? Like, it kind of flew beneath the radar for, for people. And just to, to before we move on um, like uh, and go like deep dive on the subject, I, I do want to say losing the older data sucks. Like, it was really cool to look back there at, you know, Daigo's stats and see, like, this is how many fireballs like he's like thrown and how he's evolved and whatnot. And now we only have, you know, like 90 days around that of data to look back on, which is fine. Uh, that's a, It's a fair trade-off to me. Uh, Capcom hasn't quite perfected the technology of CFN and storing that much data and not having it negatively impact their servers, probably because one guy worked on the infrastructure of this. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I, I'm really fine with losing that data if this change means what I think it means. And I wanted to throw this at you, like, when you've been playing, like, so a bunch of new players are coming on to play right now, but... Are you noticing that like matching times and like you know looking up replays and all that kind of stuff? Maybe it's a little more speedy. No, but I haven't been looking for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that I I went and you know made coffee. Well, like heated up a cup of coffee. I started ranked. Went you know started searching. Went and got a cup of coffee like my regular routine. Came back in and was just then getting a game. Um, and it, it like this is, my regular routine is still working. And um, starting up the game. I mean we should we should look at it. If they shaved a few seconds off of like the maybe the the boot up time, is would that be a, a relevant thing here with what you're talking about? Uh, possibly. It might help with like the login time. That's a big issue right now that people have been citing in terms of like when you first start up Street Fighter Five, it says logging into the Street Fighter Five like CFN server, right? And it having to process less information all the time means that in theory that should be sped up and like kind of the the whole experience should be a little faster. But it also depends on how many people are on, how much data happened to be processing, was it updating all the stats they have at that time? A lot of factors. Uh, we have a, a decent web development background here, and the CFN is very similar to a web server, I'm sure, in, in many respects. Uh, so there should be a lot of 
like little changes with this if it's having the impact that Capcom uh, kind of said it had in the patch notes, basically. I, I also think that my faith in Capcom is being restored in huge ways. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, most of us had given up on the input lag. We're just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's just that's part of life and we'll play it or not play it, but it's going to be there. And well, hey, they fixed it and they've been making you know big strides towards listening to what the fans want. The fans want you know to not grow a beard between the time they turn on their PS4 and the time <laughs> that they actually get into the menu of Street Fighter V, and uh, and so that might be the next thing they tackle, and that would be great. Yeah. And and um, I guess what we should do is probably do some tests and look at that because yeah. uh, I mean not on PC, PC has always been pretty fast, but on PS4, yeah. uh, but I, I have no doubt that not no doubt I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they do fix that kind of a thing and they do make the quality of life better. And, and to that, like there are going to be people, be people that say it doesn't matter. It's too little. It's too late. No, it's not too late because it might be a little late for street fighter five, depending on the individual. But I mean, if given that the franchise continues, given that Capcom continues to create fighting games and I <laughs> bet a lot of money on that, they do, they should be able to take this information and these, these lessons learned and apply them to the next one. And uh, that's that's just as important as, as applying it to this. And the thing yeah. is, it's, as we talked about before, people are still buying DLC. They're still buying this product, and they're still eating it up. And people are revisiting it, and they're talking about expanding it even more with another cinematic story mode, which hopefully doesn't involve bison clones. For the love of God, Capcom, no <laughs> bison clones. But anyway, um, uh, it's it, there. There's still a bunch of people playing it, and they're they're still having an impact there. And they talked about it again in their investor relations report on Metacritic. Uh, their user score went up and they care about that stuff now, I hope. Um, and again, I, I probably need to get a poster of this guy and stick it on my wall of Ryozo uh, Sujimoto mm-hmm. because and, and I talk about this guy so much and like I'm like, I think he's kind of the root cause of this. I could be wrong, but great things happen at the top of, of companies like, and you need really strong and good re- leadership to, to get somewhere. Uh, and I think we're seeing a lot of this stuff because of it. But uh, I want to circle back to one thing like, so we've got input, like, you know, kind of tackled. We've, we're checking that box. But, like, so what's the next, like, frontier? I, I think, like, the two things that, that stick out at me are load times. As you mentioned, I, I think they have to cut those down. And there was a point in Ultra Street Fighter 4's lifespan or Street Fighter 4 in general where they did cut down the load times. Like, they, they you know, the DLC, like, when they were looking it up and whatnot, they specifically cited that and said, we, we've cut down how many checks and balances we have of, like, looking at that. And it's improved the load times, which is great. Um, and so there, there's that. And then there's net play like online play it's such a it's such a divisive topic like you know are you do you have a bunch of torrents going in the background are you playing on wi-fi like what what is the issue there um there are there are always ways to optimize things and make it better you know and those are kind of like the two big frontiers for me but like what do you see like what other boxes do you think that that street fighter 5 needs to check in terms of like the quality of life experiences um and kind of like what would you like to see well, as one of the first places your mind's going to want to go here is like game balance. And, and that's like a forever, forever thing with like any fighting game that you play. It's like no one's ever going to be always completely happy with that. Um, and I don't think that that's the, the most, like as much as I've already complained about Rashid and, and you know, ridiculousness. And, um, and like last, last week we were talking with Dream King and I... Um, I said that some characters are just really crappily designed. I think it was on the podcast. If not, some characters are really crappily designed just um, in in terms of like you can't even really balance them without changing them completely, in my opinion. 
Um, but I don't think that that's really going to be the first place. I think stuff like the user experience, so so load times, yes, that's a that's a very valid one, and that's something that like everybody doesn't like. Casuals, you know, competitive alike, they don't want to see that kind of a thing. That just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. If I can look up a YouTube video and and watch the first half of it. <laughs> you know, then the, like that, then you have an issue, you know, cause right. like that just as easily could go just do something else completely. And, um, so I think that that's a big one. Uh, I, but I, I really, I also kind of want to pump the brakes a little bit on that because as we've given Capcom a lot of crap and it has been due, due crap, uh, over the last couple of years because of, because of failures. And it's much more fun to talk about, you know, when they, when they slip up than it is when they were successful. But like when the, the, the lag uh, the input lag was, uh, the fix was announced. People were like, but the net code. And I'm like, what are you guys? Are you kidding me? You know? Um, so I, I don't want to go too hard on that. I do want to give Capcom its due praise and saying like, you guys are doing great. Thank you. Keep doing this. Um, because you need that reinforcement. Uh, but so yeah, like if, if they were to not change anything about the game from here on out, it's like, I'll take what we can get. And I'm pretty happy with how much improvement that's already happened. If we move forward, yes, load times is one of the first things that comes to my mind. Um, sure, continue to balance the game and don't have characters that have like game like changing aspects about them that, you know, kind of seem to exist without outside the parameters of what, you know, Street Fighter has evolved to technically be. Um off the top of my, I guess the net, I, the net code. I suppose people complain about that a lot, and in my experiences, it hasn't been all that bad. It's like I expect online to be, you know, uh, within a certain window of of like validity, I guess you could say. And I think it's much better than it was in Street Fighter Four. And I expect as our general capabilities with online continue to grow, just you know, with where you know internet technology, for lack of a better term goes i think like the next time around it it should be better and we'll eventually get to that like mythical korean J- japanese connection level status and whatnot here in the west but um yeah so certainly always there are little things that we could be building or that i should say that capcom could be building upon and making better but uh, like i also want to really emphasize that i'm very happy with the progress that has been made i think some giant faults have been uh pushed together and 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 tightened up and are no longer you know seeing people fall in and and burn in their doom you know mm-hmm. uh and so so yeah so i'm happy if you want to keep going please please do continue to make the experience better and uh yeah okay all right, guys. Well, that's all we've got for this week. I uh, just want to remind everyone that the joystick contest is ending. So if you want to leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes, it's a perfect time to do so. Uh, we actually haven't had like a crazy amount of entrance. So your odds of winning a joystick are pretty darn good. So I would actually encourage you to go on and leave a review. We've got some great ones so far. Um, we encourage you to be creative, fun, thoughtful, you know, when you're putting this stuff together, like we're, we're reading them all. Um, thank you everyone so much for, for doing this. Like, even if you don't win the joystick, realize you're, you're helping out the podcast a lot by getting it out there in front of other people, by leaving a review. And we appreciate it so much. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yep. Everything that John said. <laughs>